Salutations and Ave. Welcome to Babylon Rising, a show about witchcraft, sexuality, and creativity. Hey, I just wanted to pop in at the beginning of this episode to say that I'd like to include um, a content warning. I'm pretty sure I have before, but never like this. And that's because I got halfway through the episode and realized I'm going to be talking about potentially very upsetting or triggering subject matter, including the end of the world, the apocalypse, um, uh, climate, um, climate change, uh, let's see, yeah, pretty much, uh, the end of the world, climate change, unstable governments, that kind of thing. So, if that would be not a very good thing for you to listen to at the moment. Um, you know, we're not always in the right frame of mind for those types of conversations. If you're not, I totally understand. Feel free to skip this episode, return to it at a later date. You know, you make that decision. And I wanted to give you the opportunity to make that decision by thoughtfully including a content warning. So other than that, Whatever you decide to do, those who are totally cool with that, continue to enjoy the episode. Laters! Well, it feels great to be back for another episode. Uh, Throughout the time that this show has been on a little hiatus, um, I've been really busy, but it feels good to return back to a project that really means a lot to me, that I love working on. Um, and I'm back with some fresh ideas about what to talk about. Gotta admit, even though I feel like, um, the past few episodes have been some of my best work on this project, in my opinion, it can sometimes feel like I'm really scraping the bottom of the barrel for ideas, not to, not to shatter the illusion (laughs) of what this project is and what its goals are. I mean, the goals are the same. I still really want to make a podcast talking about magic and occultism and queerness and all those stuff that I always say at the beginning of the show. But let me think. If I think back to this time uh, a year ago, definitely less less listeners than now. So that's interesting to think about. Um, and in terms of ideas... Like, oh my god, it can sometimes feel like I am, like, plucking ideas out of, like, my skin. Like, it feels painful sometimes, even though I feel like what I end up with can be really cool. I still sometimes feel like, wow, was that even really a good idea at all? So it felt nice to take a little bit of a longer break than usual. Um, Before this break episodes were coming out like with some fair bit of regularity um but I'm back at it again I've obviously taken breaks before some longer than others um and I'm really excited for this new episode of the show definitely a bit more of a free form episode you know this show definitely 
oscillates, I guess would be a word to use between um, sort of more free form episodes where I sort of go with the flow of my thoughts, which is admittedly sometimes incoherent, not gonna lie. Um, and also episodes that I spend a lot more time um, writing a script for, uh, which is weird for me because I am not kind of, I'm not a very scripty person. I'm definitely more of a vague outline and then, you know, I rev my engines and I just talk for an hour. Um, that's another thing. I feel like my episodes have gotten longer over time. Maybe that's not true. I don't know. I will say in this little sort of podcast episodes reflection on the last year of the show, um, I think uh, it's kind of hard to make a podcast by yourself. <laughs> have I ever said that before? Um, and that's coming from someone who loves to talk. Like, I love to talk. I talk to myself all the time. I talk to my mom all the time. Anyone who is around me knows that I love to talk, including when nobody is around to listen. And so it's really weird making a podcast and being like, oh my god, I feel like I have nothing to say. Um, <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous, actually, because I turn off my microphone um, and I go get like a soda or something. And I'm like, oh, I have all these ideas about what I want to talk about. I'm trying to get better about like writing down some of those ideas that come from those moments instead of just being like, well, I've explored that idea privately. Guess I don't need to think about it any longer. I'm trying to keep better track of my ideas because believe it or not, I have, I have some ideas, some of them. Um, <laughs> hopefully this show continues to, uh, get better and grow and things like that. Hopefully you continue to enjoy the show if you enjoy it at all. I don't mean to be presumptuous. Um, but I think with that little reflection out of the way, I will say that before we move on to the topic of this episode, which is somewhat related, actually, I do want to say that the last year of the podcast, even though it's grown a surprising amount to me, um, I gotta say, like, even, even though I've sort of picked up this project with uh, more dedication than I have in the past, and, you know, make of that what you will. Um, I will say that, you know, definitely been a difficult years, like the past like two years. Um, you know, people have been struggling this, this past year, um, for a lot of reasons, a lot of like, uh, political, ecological, you know, um, instability in the world, um, and throw a global pandemic into that mix. Um, but personally, um, I've been struggling since before the pandemic. <laughs> I've been a mess from before the pandemic. The pandemic really um, did not make my life more um, of a mess because it was already very much so a mess before that. <laughs> so keep that in mind. I sometimes, making the show, feel conflicted about how to talk about um, current events I don't know if that's something you've noticed. Like, I, I sometimes choose to be vague and sometimes don't. And I try not to leave it out entirely because for me, what magic should be is not just um, escapism. 
it should be something that helps you to deal with and confront actual problems um, that a lot of us are forced to deal with or that are personal issues to yourself. Whatever problems any of us have to face, magic should be a tool at helping us deal with those issues and should not be um, just entirely escapes from our issues. Um, And that's kind of what I want to talk about in this episode. Um, I'm probably going to call it apocalyptic magic and a queer future. I did toy with the idea of a pun for a title, which if you you know, listen to this show with any regularity, you'll notice that I don't, that's not really in my naming scheme um, at all. My naming scheme is usually, you know, something, something, and something, something, or something, something, and something, if if that made any kind of sense. Anyways, apocalyptic magic and a queer future. Basically, I want to talk about apocalyptic magic and, and queerness and queer magic. <laughs> That's pretty much what I wanted to discuss in this episode, because I think that's what apocalyptic magic is. Um, We're going to, you know, we'll jump back for a definition. When I say apocalyptic magic, I'm talking about magic that is, is going to be helping us to reach important revelations about ourselves and the world around us if if my language is getting a little biblical i don't know exactly what to do about it you know that's kind of um the cultural landscape i am very familiar with and that i sometimes choose to employ in my language to get to a certain point um and if you're familiar with a couple of the ways the word apocalypse is used one of them is definitely a sort of um, biblical, total destruction of the world um, that that God will, you know, lay waste to this mortal realm, you know, um, or something along those lines. Another way that people use the word apocalypse um, or apocalyptic is to um, discuss a sort of... Um, revealing of the secrets of heaven um divine understanding of the world around us um incomprehensible hmm, access to a sort of illegible incomprehensible understanding and that that was a little bit of a contradiction right there but um it's hard to explain and it's hard to understand but what i'm trying to say is that the world i think and i don't say this to be alarmist or um i don't know for clout i don't know i think that we're living in the end of times this is so embarrassing do i sound like some kind of wild uh preacher type character just yet but here listen to what i'm saying we live in a world that is unsustainable in so many ways and we are going to continue to feel the effects of that instability in a lot of ways in the way we we've constructed our society um 
in the way that we get access to food, water, and shelter, in our relationships, in our governments, in, like, you know, we're... Our world is currently very unsustainable, and we are currently feeling the effects of that, and we are only going to continue to feel the effects of that. Honestly, whether we get our shit together or not, we're going to forever feel the effects of the wastefulness and the, uh, you know, incorrectly distributed power and, uh, those, those types of issues, we're going to feel the effects of those, um, until the human race exists no longer, um, and that is a distinct possibility considering, you know, considering what we can expect the world to be like if things don't change you know not that i'm saying they won't change or they can't change even though that also might be a possibility and i think that's also something we should prepare for because if things ever change uh they probably will not do so within our own lifetimes um you know what i mean i'm just trying to say that the world um it's not it's not looking good for us and i don't like i said i don't say this to upset people and um i'm just trying to sort of be realistic about the world we live in in a way that i think um magic can help us to cope with you know it's one of the reasons why i think necromancy is only becoming more and more relevant to our lives as we are losing loved ones um to to these circumstances that a lot of us are not directly at fault for that also sucks pretty hard pretty awful um when you think of it in that way a lot of things are dying and you can choose to see that for better or for worse, to be honest, you know? Um, I feel like I've sort of run out of steam because even though I don't say any of these things to be upsetting or alarmist or shocking, it still is some of those things, you know? Um, very disappointing. I probably struggle with um, some issues that I have never had the chance to confront, but I definitely remember spending a lot of nights being younger, laying awake, thinking about the end of the world. Uh, probably something to do with spiritual abuse that I had to deal with from uh, from the religious people in my life and the churches I was forced to attend, but I used to think a lot about the end of the world, and I used to think a lot about the ozone layer being destroyed and i used to think because you know i was a kid that all i had to do was recycle and then i wouldn't have to worry about those types of things because it would it would be all better and that definitely has not been the case i mean at all <laughs> and you know now thinking about the instability in the world i definitely think that 
considering that magic and occultism, occultism is about exploring the unknown um, and the world's mysteries, uh, things like death and outer space or wherever wherever is taboo or unknowable or i don't know inconceivable am i using enough words here to describe what i'm i'm what ideas i'm trying to get across i feel like the end of the world is not it's not going to be like in a movie where you just wake up tomorrow and like everything's been exploded to heck i mean that could happen i guess because of like nuclear arms but it doesn't seem like the most likely i think the end of the world is gonna be very slow and painful if it even happens like i said who knows things could get better i mean it's not looking like they're going to quite yet um not that i'm saying to be become hopeless and jaded and not invest in the world around you i'm just saying that you know i'm saying that it seems from where I'm sitting, the things are not looking good. And it seems like they're going to continue to not look good for a while. And it's just like sort of the same way that you sort of have to, or I feel that you sort of have to um, get ready for dying uh, and prepare for the inevitability that is your own death and the death of all those you love. It's something I think it's better to get comfortable with the idea um, before it sneaks up on you um, and can... I feel like preparation can lessen the devastation, if that makes sense. Um, and so using my pra my spiritual practice with divination or spirit work or meditation i try to get comfortable with these things that are upsetting upsetting inevitabilities and when it comes to the um horrors of this world and the potential end of the world as we know it which like i said it's a good thing if the world doesn't continue on as we know it and the bad things go away too grossly oversimplify it also you know something worse could happen you know things could always get worse um important to keep that in mind i so i try not to be one of those people who reads spiritual meaning into everything around them and who thinks oh you know the old order it's crumbling around our feet yeah but that also means something worse could pop up in its place so I try not to get too attached to any of this, really. And really, my point is that if if we're going to be experiencing a sort of slow, painful death or near death, I think it's best to, I think it's it's good to do our best to cope with that pressure so that we can impart some kind of small hope and change in this world uh while we're still here i mean i'm not saying all this to say gosh i'm gonna have to add a trigger warning to the beginning of this episode <laughs> um i'm like upsetting myself like really <laughs> um gosh 
And even worse, I lost my train of thought. What I'm trying to say is that... I feel like the end of the world is going to be slow and painful, if it even does happen. Um, Which, again, seems very likely that it will, or if it doesn't, we'll never know because me and you will be dead. (laughs) Um, That's slightly comforting. But also, like, while we're here, I feel it's best to impart um, positive, as much positive change as we can, um, as much support to our community members and loved ones as is possible, even though this is all very difficult to deal with. And I think, for me at least, magic, apocalyptic magic, is sort of a part of keeping my spirits up and keeping me hopeful in the same way that necromancy, necromantic magic, doing magic, speaking to the spirits of the dead, thinking about my own death and what that means, thinking about the death of people who I absolutely love and adore, like my, my best friend or my mom or, or anyone else that doesn't make me want to give up on my life it doesn't make me want to give up on the lives of those around me but like I said I personally find comfort in preparing for that inevitability I don't really want death to sneak up on me I want to be able to face these things with courage in my heart you know and I feel I feel the same about apocalyptic magic apocalyptic magic shouldn't be about giving up on the world around you it should be about helping you face the world around you with courage in your heart you know um i'm like really upsetting myself sorry um yeah i feel like maybe that didn't come across in the beginning of this conversation because just listing all of the ways that things cannot go on like this um, can feel like someone is saying that we should just, you know, give up on this existence and, you know, or eject ourselves from this reality. But that's definitely the opposite of what I think a pop, a proper apocalyptic magic should be. I don't think it's about sort of aligning yourself with, um, apathy there we go. That's what I'm looking for. I think pop apocalyptic magic should should give you permission to really, really, really care about the world, but just to care about it as it is now. You know, like if you're like, I don't mean to judge people harshly because I totally get it, but if you're like, for example, a neo pagan out there and you know, you have this earth-based spiritual practice and you're not daily contending with the absolute horrible condition that the global environment is in right now, um, the islands of plastic, the undrinkable fresh water, the destroyed habitats, etc., etc., then I don't know that your spiritual practice is not just escapism for you, you know? Um, 
I would say the same to anyone in any other spiritual practice, you know, it's the, the it reminds me of the, um, the, uh, sort of Christian paradox that you can sometimes see people be sort of stuck in a loop-de-loop of, um, where you, you're sort of living with all of this supposed hope that Jesus, Jesus, if you're Christian, is supposed to give you, but at the same time, it's leading you to be apathetic about the world around you, so you can just sort of dream of a better afterlife. I mean... Who's to say, you know, sort of diverting the conversation a little bit, um, who's to say that the afterlife is any better, if there even is one? Um, uh, for me, what my apocalyptic magic looks like is, I think I drew the comparison to necromancy a little bit earlier, and yeah, that that is part of what it looks like for me, you know, sort of um, communing with spirits of destruction um, and creation and a lot of divination, not necessarily about sort of world events type stuff, but more um, divination to sort of explore the painful feelings, like the grief that I'm sure a lot of us have to deal with all the time about the state of affairs in our world. It's, it's like a very long drawn out grieving process. I mean, not that I'm the best to speak to that issue because I've never actually had someone close to me pass away yet. Um, like I said, I want to be ready for when that happens um, but dealing with when, if you care, if you give your permission, yourself permission to care about the state of the world, then you're going to be constantly grieving its condition. Um, and yeah, ain't that the truth? I think the next part of the title of this show is, is and a queer future because like i've tried to get across so far a lot of what apocalyptic magic is according to me at least is um getting up close and personal with the way the world is right now and how upsetting it can be and also being able to face that with empathy and courage um and love Uh, am i sounding corny i really don't mean to i'm not really that corny in real life (laughs) i'm worse no i'm kidding (laughs) um and as far as the hope for a better future like i really think that believing in a queer future is like, not believing in a queer future, but working towards one. Building a future that is not like this one. Trying to, at least. It's not like this one. It's different. And it's better, hopefully. 
I'm trying to be hopeful in this conversation and I'm just, you know, not feeling the most hopeful in, in this immediate moment. But generally speaking, I think if you care, you kind of have no choice to, to, but to be hopeful and to contribute what you can to a hopefully better future. Um, I think part of that is queering now, making this moment better and different from the last, embracing it for what it is, and trying to trying to gosh can you tell that this is one of the more freeform episodes i'm doing a lot of pauses and ums because i sort of it's not that i've i haven't thought about this a lot and spoken about it with people close to me a lot it's just sort of difficult to talk about in this format like i said podcasting by yourself is very hard it's very difficult but when i talk about a queer future i really mean making like this moment you know for me I identify as a queer femme and for me what that looks like is caring differently and letting your you know your care for every moment be sort of unbound from the pressure from powerful people to care in a way that benefits them um and you know in demeaning yourself and others around you in the process i think making making this every moment that you can make things better and different you should do that um whatever that looks like you know I used to think that, and I think, <laughs> I think you can kind of see that what I'm trying to say is that it comes down to people, you know, humans, we're social creatures, everything a human ever did that was good, they were able to do because there were other humans around to help make that possible. Um, I think that's important to keep in mind when you feel a little, uh, hopeless in the world around you that even though it feels like humans will be our downfall you have to remember that humans will also be our saving grace if if we are to have a saving grace um has this conversation jumped a little bit away from magic but i mean listen i think if you've listened to this show again for any amount of regularity you've probably noticed that this isn't really a show where i talk magic and witchcraft 101 like i'm not really t i'm not telling you how to do a healing spell simple healing spell healing spell 101 i'm not talking to you about love spells 101 i'm not talking about meditation 101 i might maybe but you'll notice that the majority of these episodes are really um about bigger questions about magic is what it can be um and what it can do and that's really what this conversation is meant to be about. Like, hopefully you understand something about magic and witchcraft and occultism. Um, and hopefully you're here to 
have a conversation with me about how our skills as spiritual healers um, can be relevant to confronting the difficulties of this world these giant problems that, like I said, we may not be directly responsible for, but we're all going to have to suffer the consequences of, um, and how we can potentially make a better future by making this moment right now better in whatever small ways we can. I diverted myself a little bit, but I used to think that I didn't have any ambition in life and I also used to think that I wasn't a caring person um and I recently realized that neither of those things are true I mean I have a lot of faults I'm not a perfect person I'm not trying to say that I recently realized that I'm a perfect angel um <laughs> what I'm trying to say is the reason I thought I had no ambition is life in life and this is definitely related is that I realized that my ambitions were just so wildly different from what people expected of me and from what society wanted me to do, what society wanted my ambitions to be. They, what I actually, what was ambitious towards was just so unlike those things that I was being told constantly that I didn't have any ambition when my ambitions were just really, really different and hard to understand from a more, you know, conventional perspective. And I realized the same about caring about people around when I sort of started embracing my own queer identity um, and really deeply thinking about what that meant. And I realized that I sort of wanted to create a sort of new frontier of caring for other people. If that makes any sense. I have all these stupid ideas in my head, but hopefully sharing them with you now is sort of enlightening in some way, in any way that it can be. But when I, that's kind of, I'm trying to unpack a queer future because a queer future is really making every moment you can as queer as possible so that we can have a queer future where people can be themselves and be loved by others and also love others in turn. I mean, you know, around the midpoint of this episode, I did mention several times how not hopeful I was and how I was really upsetting myself with this conversation. And now just even considering slightly a, a potentially better world and what that could mean, what it could look like, is making me so happy. And thinking about the people right now who are trying to make that happen, who are doing that. I don't want to say doing the work because that's like such a corny thing to say. I'm trying to like not be any more corny than I have been in this episode, but like people being allowed to be themselves 
as long as it's not hurting anyone, obviously, that's, like, implicit. Like, please don't misunderstand me, but being yourself and allowing other people to be themselves and being able to support each other and being supported by others, these are really the things that I want in my queer future. Um, Also, there's no more gender. Also, abolish gender. (laughs) That's also a part of my ideal queer future. There's no more gender whatsoever. Um, And also, like, people have easy access to gender-affirming medical care, and also medical care is just good and easy to have access to. Um, Gosh, medical care. I think I've mentioned before that I live in Canada, um, and really just thinking about (laughs) my doctor and navigating that is, like, giving me a headache. I don't even want to think about it. (laughs) All of this is to say that Thinking about why people don't have what they need right now is upsetting when you think about sort of all of the things that have led our world to the way it is today um, and the way that it treats people as being disposable today and the way that we treat each other as disposable, by the way. And But thinking about a world where that isn't the case and just imagining that, just letting yourself hope to be able to influence something better can just really uplift your spirits if you let it you got to give yourself permission to care and you got to give yourself permission to hope and you gotta do what you can that's that's what i'm saying in this episode and magic should be a part of that i don't think this is like my opinion so i'm trying not to be this whole episode is a lot my opinion it's somewhat not my opinion it is true that the world is very unstable and things like that but in my opinion it is not advantageous to um i mean it could be it depends on what your goals are ultimately i'll say that but personally my goals in terms of magic witchcraft occultism um i don't need i don't um want those things to be me escaping from reality entirely i mean yeah we step we stick our toes out of reality in order to trigger the results that we want in this world that we live in now um and to influence the world we live in now to to be what we would like it to be and hopefully what we would like is for it to be better but you know not all not all magicians have the purest of intentions and listen i'm not necessarily judging because i don't necessarily have the purest intentions either i mean if you've listened to this episode and you come out thinking that i am just so pure-hearted and only hope for the best that is absolutely not true <laughs> i just would like for human the human race to continue on i feel like that's the bare minimum in terms of good intentions but i mean recently that's starting to feel like you know who even feels that way anymore it's like not uncommon for people to joke that all humans should just die like who who even cares about the human race anymore like really those other guys should have should have succeeded <laughs> um, uh Oh my gosh. I'm like amusing myself and I'm trying to make a podcast. And I can't do both contrary to what you all may believe. It might sound like 
this podcast is amusing for you and for me. But if this was just me talking to myself, it would be full of a lot more nonsense. And I'm like trying my best to not be incoherent, but it would probably be much more so if it was just me amusing myself. So keep that in mind. I had a little slip up just then. I'm, I'll try not to fall into that pit again. <laughs> I just am trying to say, um, despite, you know, getting to the point being such an exhausting journey, that I think, personally, in my opinion, that magic shouldn't just be for escapism. I think a lot of people who maybe, I think people who maybe don't know anything about witchcraft think that that's all it is good for. It's just about weirdos imagining they're more powerful than they are and um, limply grasping at this um, imagined power out of desperation and that's probably true for some people at some points in time, but I think magic should be about confronting the power that you do actually have um and and being able to use that for reasonable goals i don't i mean also it's fun to go on magical journeys and speak to the old gods and learn about yourself and self-care and all those things are fun and i love to do them absolutely i also live in this physical reality and i like clean drinking water is is that so wrong is it so wrong to you you know <laughs> i think i'm going to wrap up this episode i'm i'm getting too close to like becoming delirious off my own thoughts and feelings and that's definitely the kind of place i don't want to get to <laughs> At least not today, and at least not while I'm recording. So we're going to have to wrap up this episode. We have now reached the end of this episode of the show. If you have any questions or concerns, please feel free to email me at babylonrisingpodcast at gmail.com or find me on Instagram where I basically live. My Instagram page is called venus.libitna. And both of those are always linked in the episode description. Um, choose to contact me where you wish. <laughs> if you can, please consider supporting the show for a couple dollars a month on the Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Babylon Rising or instead. And this is also a big help in keeping the show on the internet. Consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes. Like I said, big help to the show, both of those things. <sighs> All of that information and more is always linked in the episode show notes, so feel free to check it out. Until next time, Ave Babylon. Babylon.